what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We broadcast from Scottsdale, Arizona. And now we're in what we call the monsoon season here in the desert. Storms blow up quickly. I mean, uh, suddenly. Pound us with wind and rain and leave us as quickly as they came. Sometimes they leave all kinds of destruction and sometimes they just cool us off. The weather's been a little strange this year, just like it has been all across the country. It seems to have gone crazy, and this craziness is a a little bit of today's subject. But first I want to tell you about some things that are happening on August 2nd. Gary Spinell is going to be with us, and we're going to have our first call-in show. And for all of those of you who have are out of work or trying to find a job, you know somebody who's trying to find a job, have them call in. Gary is a specialist on this subject. He has written or prepared um, an audio called 40 Unique and Powerful Keys to Land Your Next Job Now. And he has some wonderful ideas that you may not have thought of. So put August the 2nd on your calendar and call in and ask Gary anything you want to ask him about how to get a job. On the self-improvement blog today, you're going to see uh, an article about the Mayan calendar. You can also see our guest's bio and picture. I encourage you to read that. And we're going to repost the review of her new book. You can see that there as well. So take a look at the self-improvement blog. That's www.theselfimprovementblog.com. Now, there's a lot of talk these days that the world is going to end on December 21st of this year because the Mayan calendar ran out at this time. And in the Bible, the book of Revelation talks about wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters and upheavals as a signifying end times. And we're certainly seeing all of those things A lot of people are really afraid, and the question is, do they need to be? If you've been wondering why everything seems to be going at such a much faster pace, why we're experiencing such big shifts 
in global economies, seeing political turbulence around the world, social changes everywhere, and your own energy jangled. We're going to talk about that a little bit today with Yvonne. Yvonne Perry is a Nashville-based metaphysical teacher and speaker with a desire to help people transform their limiting beliefs into a liberating view that brings joy. And don't we all want joy? I think so. She's the author of a number of books, including Whose Stuff Is This?, Finding Freedom from the Thoughts, Feelings, and Energy of Those Around You. And if, if you're picking up other people's stuff, I really recommend you read this book. Her latest book is Shifting into Purer Consciousness, Integrating Spiritual Transformation with the Human Experience. It is such a pleasure for me to welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show, Yvonne Perry. Yvonne, welcome. Thank you so much for having me as your guest today, Irene. Well, I'm really delighted. We had such a good time when we were together in March, and you got this new book out, and the new book is quite exciting, and I really want to talk about it. But for those of those who are listening who didn't hear our last show with you, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Catch us up to date. Okay. Well, I am a metaphysical teacher, a coach, and a radio show host, much like yourself, and I enjoy sharing my message of oneness, oneness with each other, with our creator, with the earth, and just helping people to see how truly empowered they really are. And you spoke of joy. That is what brings us joy when we realize that we are connected, that we have all the resources available to us now, that we are creators of our own life and our own destiny. It brings us joy. Each day is exciting to know what will I co-create today with God Goddess? Absolutely. Now, I, I want to talk about your virtual book tour just a little bit because a lot of people have never heard about a virtual book tour. And I find it a wonderfully exciting con uh, concept to be able to have a book tour without having to go to a bookstore. Um, you took your book, Shifting into Pure Consciousness, on a virtual bookstore book tour. Tell us what that is and how it went with the, with this uh, with the introduction of this wonderful new book. Well, a virtual book tour is where an author goes around to different blogs rather than the traditional route of driving or flying or, or going to out-of-state bookstores, spending a lot of time and effort, then making a presentation and only three people show up for the book signing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the virtual book tour is there forever. It's online, so anybody who missed it can go back and read the articles or the presentations that were made during the tour anytime they please. And we shared some articles, some videos, uh, Q&A written interviews, some radio interviews, all kinds of material about the book on different blogs. I think there were about 20 or 21 blogs that I stopped at. And everyone was helping to promote the tour because it was coming to your blog next, and it's coming to my blog next week. So we were um, helping to cross-promote one another's blogs so that it benefits the bloggers who are participating. But it also benefits the launch of the book because instead of just having the book launched in front of my network or my platform, it's in front of yours, and it's in front of 20 other people who are already established uh, with their community and can get this word out in their newsletters or on Facebook or on different uh, social networks. It's a great way to launch a book. And how did it go? Was it a lot of fun? I know it was for me. 
I, you know, I participated in it. It was such so delightful. I just found us twittering all over the place. <laughs> you were a great Twitter, Irene. I really appreciate that. I'm we, still learning. <laughs> well, we were advertising it everywhere because we wanted to get the message out there, not just about the book, but about the wonderful material that was being shared, which included book reviews like the wonderful one that you wrote for me. And other people had written one as well. Some people uh, wrote questions to me, post questions, and I answered those questions, and they posted those out there on the uh, on their blog. So it was always something different in every stop, and I feel like it was very successful. I had people emailing me and telling me, oh, I, I loved what you put on so-and-so's blog, or I like what you said about that on so-and-so's blog. So I know they were following. Um, as far as commenting, we probably didn't have more comments than than usual, maybe two or three a day. But people were following it regardless of whether they stopped and actually said, hey, I'm here, I visited your blog. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great idea. I, I, are you the one who initiated that idea or did you pick it up from someone? I, it's just wonderful. Well, I think it was several years ago when I was launching one of my first books. I think it was More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, that story's about death, dying, and afterlife. And I think it was during that time that somebody launched one and I participated in as one of the host blogs. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. I can do this. <laughs> well, my- it certainly worked. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about your book. What's your book about, basically? Well, Shifting into Pure Consciousness is designed to help people manage um, the current shift in consciousness that we're experiencing as we approach the end of, Pi- of the Piscean Age and enter the Age of Aquarius. So do you think <laughs> the world is coming to an end on December 21st? No, I really don't. Do I you don't address that in your book? I certainly do. I think we'll get up 22 of December and find out that things are very much the same as they were, but maybe because of the energies that people are putting out in thought forms, maybe there will be some sense or feeling of, uh, an expanded awareness. Maybe we'll have some, uh, I mean, already we're shifting. Even prior to this, we're shifting in our consciousness and we're having uh, more of our psychic gifts open up. Our senses are more aware. We're more attuned to one another tel- telepathically and reading one another's thoughts. So I think that this is just going to continue. We'll probably see a big bump in energy on 21st December, but I don't think the earth is going to end. I think what the Bible was talking about, the end of time, was the end of the Piscean Age. And tell us, tell us about that. Some of our listeners aren't clued in to some of these things. So tell us what we're shifting from and what we're shifting to. Well, we're shifting out of a, a patriarchal, um, comp- competitive world where it's uh, every man for himself and we're uh, very greed or fear-based in our mentality and our way of thinking. And we're bringing this back toward a divine feminine, a more receptive, community-oriented, let's help one another, everyone um, thrives. Uh, more that type of mentality is what we're shifting to. Now, we won't want to exclude male energy or by any means. We want to balance it. And that's what we're shifting into, a more expanded awareness of ourselves as spiritual beings having a human experience rather than just what we can see, hear, taste, feel right here in this 3D realm. We're opening up to the awareness that we're not alone. We're not just because we're humans in carbon form on this planet. 
does not mean that we are the only life force out there in the universe. And I think we're just opening up to uh, being more universal uh, citizens rather than just global citizens. You know, I think your virtual book tour is some evidence of the kind of working together that we're going to see more and more of. And, you know, even with this radio show, there was a time when we would not have had another radio show person on because we would be in competition. I, I think that's just such a crazy idea, but, you know, it's how it was. And now we work together, we look for each other's help, we look for each other's ideas and support. And, you know, it's more of a team effort, it seems, mm-hmm. than, it, than it ever has been before. Would you, think, would you say that's a true statement? Oh, very true. It's yeah. exactly what's going on. I think the Internet and social marketing have a great role to play in that with connecting people. And it's no longer about just sales and marketing. It's about relationships on these networks that we're involved in. It's about helping each other. Yes, that's definitely the shift we're going through. It absolutely is. Now, one of the things you talk about in your book is ascension. It's time for us to take a break. When we come back, I want to begin to talk about ascension. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Yvonne Perry, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Yvonne Perry. We've been talking about her new book, and one of the things in her book is uh, a lot of information about ascension. When you say that word, people always get the image that they're going to be going up into the air. Mm -hmm. Tell us what ascension is, Yvonne. Well, the Bible kind of does give us that connotation. Jesus ascended into the clouds, and it says that he'll be coming back the same way. So I'm not going to rule that out. However, to me, the ascension simply means uh, joining with the highest spiritual realm and connecting it with the earth. In other words, we're bringing heaven consciousness onto the earth plane so that the the separation that we have perceived, which is really not there at all, is being that gap is being closed and we're anchoring the higher frequencies into our physical body and integrating those energies with our soul as we develop our souls. And this is occurring in the midst of some huge changes on Earth, as I'm sure you're aware. Oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some of those changes, changes that, are, that we're feeling now. Well, we've got a lot of changes going on. It's, we could talk about the physical changes that we are experiencing. We could talk about Earth changes. Um, Let's talk about things. both of those. Let's okay. Okay. Well, as far as the earth changes, well, that's pretty evident. You click the news and you see that there are tsunamis, earthquakes, volcanoes, solar flares, uh, you know, you name it. We've had some kind of upheaval in that. Um, Then there's the government. We've got a lot of social unrest and wars. Worldwide. Worldwide. So we've got all of this going on, but we've also got our personal storms that we're dealing with them. A lot of people have lost uh, jobs or financial security or um, they're feeling depressed or angry or anxious. And don't know why. Don't know why. But it's all about the shift because you see what's happening is this accelerated cosmic energy that we're being exposed to as we are um, getting closer to the center or the equator of the Milky Way galaxy is pushing up all the negativity and the repressed issues and the repressed emotions and things that we've stuffed under the rug and haven't dealt with, the mask that we've been wearing, the facades that we've been hiding behind. It's all being uh, ripped off. It's being uh, We're being urged to deal with it. It's slapping us in the face, trying to get our attention, you know? Yeah, it's totally in your face, you know. <laughs> is, is everybody ascending? Is everybody going to... to- deal with this kind of upheaval oh, sooner or later i'm sure we all are yeah sooner right or now, later. i think even the the darkest soul on the earth is dealing with it in some way because it is pushing up the the hidden darkness within all of us so if if a person is filled with darkness that will seem to be intensified uh as part of the clearing process if a person is very filled with light and love they're probably opening up in different ways, more psychically, while they're still clearing some things, I'm sure. But they're opening up and are blessing others with the gifts that they have honed and have been uh, given to use as tools to help others during this time. It's like 
Uh, just because you get to the top of the ladder doesn't mean you get your golden scepter and your white robe and then you say, see you later, adios, good luck, people. No, it's I think like- another ladder appears, does it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just yes. get to start at the bottom again. <laughs> Absolutely. But then we turn around and we offer a hand up to those who are still coming that path. We've been there. We understand what it's like. And, and we have a desire to help them, not to abandon them. Oh, absolutely. What are some of the ways we can make the symptoms of ascension more bearable for ourselves and for those around us? Well, I think one of the major things is to stop resisting the process. You know, for so long we have operated with pretense and we have tried to hide our stuff and not uh, be authentic with others. And I think it's going to take us getting real with ourselves and really being willing to go through the process of clearing out whatever is not of love, whatever is not serving your higher purpose, and let the process take place. Now, you, you keep talking about the ascension process. Can we talk a little bit about what the process is? Right. Well, the process is us letting go of everything that is not serving the light. The Bible talks about the mountains being brought low and the valleys being raised up. In other words, that's integration where we are learning to um, let go of uh, like anger and um, hurt, fear, uh, religious dogma that teaches us the separation and to embrace the more heavenly uh, concepts of love and brotherhood and kindness and and joy and to bring that heaven to earth and earth to heaven and that that to me is the ascension process just bringing heaven to uh, the will of God or the, or heaven into manifest form on the earth and I'm not talking about fluffy clouds and, and angels although you know that's part of it that's yeah it's more like a a thought form or a mentality of oneness. Rather than, I mean, if you really think that you're one with somebody, you're not going to cause them any harm. If you're really one and attuned with them and and being part of their life and their suffering and understanding where they're at, you have nothing but compassion and love for them. Absolutely. And, you know, with the Internet, I'm sure you're experiencing this as well, and so are many others. I have had guests from all over the world from places that I hardly knew existed. <laughs> and now I'm aware of what's happening in those parts of the world. I'm aware of what's happening to the people there, what's going on in their political system if it's in upheaval. I find myself you know, praying for them more. Mm-hmm. They're much more in my awareness. Well, they weren't in my awareness before. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of much more beyond the United States and what was happening. Yeah, I saw the news, but it wasn't personal to me. Mm-hmm. And now it's personal to me. And I hurt when, you know how that goes, when people <laughs> somewhere else that, that I have been more familiar with, when when they're in trouble, you know, um, all my senses wake up and I say, oh, my goodness, these are my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody who's on the Internet and really, you know, goes around and meets people all around um, through whatever, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, is feeling this, is feeling differently about people around the, the, the globe. What do you think? Oh, I know that's true. I definitely sense that, and especially my working with empaths. 
they are so in tune with other people that they're actually suffering right along with them as if their pain was their pain. It is. <laughs> and I'm having to teach them how to set those energetic boundaries to be able to send them love uh, without actually being drawn down or dragged down by any negative or detrimental energy that that person is releasing in their ascension process. So how, how do you work with, how do you help people? You know, it, this is part of why you wrote the book, isn't it? It is, you yes. Know, what, what specific things are you able to do to help the helpers help? Okay. Well, I'm offering coaching, and you know, I've got several clients every week. People are calling me and telling me, I'm picking up all this energy. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm teaching them how to ground and center. First of all, this cosmic energy that's coming in is very high vibrating. And if you don't ground it in your body and in the ground, then what you're feeling is chaos. It's scatterbrained. It's, uh, you're picking up all kinds of stuff from, from the collective consciousness. So I teach them how to ground and center. I teach them how to release um, thought forms or energies or inter- entities that uh, have attached to their field, how to clear that field and keep the field clean. Uh, I teach them how to forgive, believe it or not. And that begins by just not seeing yourself as a victim anymore and being willing to do the work of allowing uh, the process of ascension to occur, to, to let go of what you don't need in order to ascend. It's like you're having to lighten up. And I'm just teaching people how to do that, how to and let G- go. G.K. Chesterton said, uh, angels fly because they take themselves lightly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think that fits here. You're yeah. doing some telesummits too. Is this what you're doing in your telesummits? I haven't had an opportunity to get in on any of them because my own schedule has been prohibitive. But you know, they sound wonderful. Oh, get the replays, Irene. We're having a wonderful time. We talked about ascension symptoms and given some techniques for entering the sacred place of the heart where the spirit really resides in oneness and how to access that place no matter what's going on around you. Uh, That was week one. And last week we had Kristen Ann talk about what to expect on December 21st and as we head toward that date. So a lot of questions were answered in that. Uh, she brought forth some things I hadn't even considered. And then we have uh, coming up this week, oh, and uh, Susan Taylor Shire also presented last week a wonderful uh, message about the Akashic Records and how to ex- access them to understand your soul's destiny and purpose. For why are you here on earth? What is it you're here to accomplish? Uh, this week we're going to have Karen Good and Suzanne Grandin talking about celestial beings and working with uh, souls, star seeds, people, um, souls from other uh, universes and planets and how that they have come to help the earth ascend. They have a very keen interest in what's going on here because, uh, you know, if, if earthlings blow up their planet, <laughs> yeah, have a cosmic effect. And so you can understand that other life forms are very interested in what's going on at this time as we're making this shift. But each week there's something different, something new. Uh, how does... Uh, money and sex play into the ascension. That's going to be on uh, July 31st. Oh, Yvonne, it's almost time for us to go to break. But before we do, I want everybody to get their pencil or their pen, piece of paper, and tell us how people find information about the Summit and how do they find you. Okay, shifting into purer consciousness 
ascensionconsciousness.com. <laughs> Easy. Getting into pureconsciousness.com. The Ascension uh, Training Cell Summit is a tab on that website. Just click it and register. You'll get the call-in, login information as well as the links to the replays. While we go to break, you can look at that website and start getting yourself registered. It's free, is it not? It is free. It is free. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Yvonne Perry, saying, write that down and then come right back because there's more of the Self-Improvement Show. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step Up to the Microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Yvonne Perry. We've been talking about ascension. But I want to get back a little bit to talking about the, the book, um, Shifting into Pure Consciousness. How did you come to write about ascension? And did you need to do any research for this? Or did you, know, did you get this as, as channeled information? Oh, it was a com- combination of both. I did a lot of research. In fact, I probably read about 20 books on the topic of spiritual development and the coming age of enlightenment. In addition to the online research I did and participating in groups where I was hearing other people talk about it, and I would just kind of get in a conversation with them. I'm going, well, that has to be included in the book. <laughs> so, How did you come to get the idea of writing about ascension? Well, actually, I started out writing like a, a book for... Uh, walk-in souls or soul exchange, which is uh, something else a lot of people are beginning to realize that they have experienced, which is another whole topic. Um, you know, you probably don't want to go into that. And just, uh, no, we'd have to do another show on that. We'd have to do another show on that. <laughs> but that's the way the book started out. I was going to share what happened to me when I had that spiritually transforming experience. And the next thing I knew, I was shifting gears because Spirit was saying, 
well, all that's well and good, but that's not the true focus of the book. I think people need to know what's happening in their lives, regardless of whether they're walk-ins or not. They need to know what's happening on the planet and why it's happening and what to do about it and how to manage what's uh, occurring for them. So it shifted gears about, oh, a third of the way into it to its, you know, how books tend to do that. They kind of write themselves anyway. Yeah, they do, don't they? And I was having some experiences of my own that I was writing about. So that would be the channeled part, uh, just writing the experiences and what I learned from those experiences. You know, it's one thing to have um, a dark night of the soul, but if you don't learn anything from it, that's pretty much a waste of time. <laughs> exactly. You know, all of these experiences we have, uh, you generally have this wonderful little nugget, you know, this fantastic lesson if we're you know aware and awake enough to say hey what am i supposed to learn from this mm-hmm. what kind of things did you learn from the experience of writing this book i would imagine you experienced some interesting changes oh certainly i did i think the most profound change though that came to me was the grace to be able to give up eating animal flesh uh, I did not expect that. I was not searching for that. I was searching for a way to try to lose weight and feel better. Uh, I was going through some health problems as I was writing this book that intensified so strongly that I just almost came to the point of not even being able to finish the book. It was so severe. And I had a miraculous healing through that. I uh, found a doctor that was able to prescribe supplements to get me back on track and make a 100% recovery. But I think it was just that I was releasing so much darn stuff that had been uh, repressed for all these years that I hadn't, I thought I was looking at it. I thought I was trying to clear it, but it was just so much deeper. And I think it was many lifetimes of stuff that was coming up. Um, But in the process of that, I came across a a conscious eating telesummit in which they were talking about the benefits of a plant-based diet. And I thought, well, what have I got to lose? I'm going to give it a try. Well, when I did, I not only felt better, started losing weight, but I also noticed a shift in my consciousness and my ability to hear from spirit and to get clear messages. I reconnected with my body in a way like I had never before and was getting messages and signals from my body to know what it needed. And I think that just clearing out the meat from the diet was a huge thing because if you think about the suffering that animals go through and then the actual death experience that they encounter to become the meal for our plate that night, their emotions and all of their energy is put into that meat and then we ingest it. That's in addition to all the contaminants and hormones and antibiotics and things like that that are a part of the process of raising livestock. So for me, that was the uh, probably the biggest shift that I made in writing the book. There were other things as well, but that's probably the biggest one. Do you have a reference that you could give our listeners that you found would be helpful to anyone who wants to um, go to a plant-based diet? Definitely. I would say Dr. Will Tuttle, that's T-U-T-T-L-E, Tuttle. His book is, um, what is the name of his book? World Peace Diet. The World Peace Diet. He gets into the compassion and the suffering of animals and how that even uh, circumcision of our, our boy children when they're born is a violation of free will um, and talks about how all of these energies and practices that we are doing on uh, animals and how that affects us, how it affects our spirit, 
how uh, eating a plant-based diet nourishes the body and, and the mind and, and what have you. It's just a very comprehensive, thorough, well-researched book that can help you understand the entire process and make an informed decision about whether or not you want to go that route. Okay, good. Dr. Will Tuttle, World Peace Diet. I'll take a look at that, and if I can get something about it on the blog, I'll certainly do that. You have a more metaphysical understanding of life, but I know that you were very involved in religion, have a, a vast religious background. Um, how, does, how do you mesh that? You know, how does this support the premise of your book? Well, yeah, I did come up in a very um, staunch religious background, very fundamentalist background, and um, the legalism in that was part of the stuff that I was still releasing, even after all these years of being out of it. The wounds were just so deep um, that had a, a detrimental effect on me. But the beauty, you know, there's a gift in everything. So the beauty of that was that I learned so many scriptures and even though I see them differently and interpret them differently now, Spirit still speaks through that. And I find that that gives me a platform for people who are leaving religion, who are searching for something that fits the experience that they're now having as they're shifting, uh, that uh, religious dogma can't provide for them. So I'm being able to reach back into the, the rich, sacred text and pull new insights and glean jewels that share that with other people with a different slant on on things, and it makes a total difference. It it really does. It you remove difference. all the fear from the Bible, and you have a beautiful work. Yes, yes. You know, we're hearing more and more about spiritual experiences, about near death experiences, and when people have these, they seem to open up to different information, to new dimensions. Their lives totally change and you mentioned this in your book can you talk a little bit about that right well I know when I had a near death experience I've had two but the one that I had in 1977 I was just a teenager it opened me up to being able to sense and see and even hear things in the spirit realm so I know that whenever we are out of body whether it's um, we're under the knife at surgery it can it can cause that to happen um, whether we are in an automo accident, automobile accident, and there's some loss of consciousness in that way. Uh, these just kind of give our, our souls a break from being in the body and doing earth life to go and maybe collect some information or to gain some insight in the spiritual realms that we then bring back, and it changes us. It's like we can't go back into the little shell, uh, the, the little box that we had ourselves in prior to that experience, and, you know, it's either you either have to stop and repress what you brought back with you or you've got to change something in the way that you believe, which is going to change the way you live your life. Exactly. I have a very dear friend who was a psychotherapist, had a near-death experience, and when he woke up quite some time later, he was in a coma for an extended period of time, he was a psychic medium and didn't even know what it was, and he's a brilliant medium but you know what a change in his life mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more of this and really have to trust that it's true you know some people don't quite 
get into these and think that we're making it all up. Um, but we're not. Um, what? Who? What are the? Who are the people who would benefit the most from reading your book? Well, I think anybody who is having a lot of fear regarding what is so-called the end of time, which we know is just the end of the age, if they've been raised in a very religious background where they've been taught the rapture and they've been taught the tribulation and uh, the Antichrist and all of those kinds of things, I believe they're going to find a new understanding of those scriptures that's going to put their mind at ease and allow them to focus on the love and light and the Christ consciousness that is already within them rather than looking externally at all the things that are going on around them that's creating so much fear. It's just an illusion anyway. It's, it's just a reflection of what we are thinking And I believe those are my target market. Those who are really coming out of religion, they've got a lot of questions because the dogma is no longer fitting their experience. Uh, Those who are just needing some information about how to manage energy. It's like book two of the empath book because... Right. I want to talk more about the energy that we're experiencing now, but right now it's time for us to go to our last break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Yvonne Perry saying, stay tuned, we're going to be back with more. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. Mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the mind, brain, and body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. Everyone has a belief system that they stand by. It's comfortable and safe. If you believe that a hot stove will burn you, you won't touch it. Sometimes beliefs like this are practical, but some belief systems may be protecting you a little too much. These are the ones that might be holding you back. There's a secret to changing your belief system. 
and by doing so, achieve goals and live a happier, better life. Start by tuning in to Subconscious Beliefs with Dr. Hein Lambricks, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Yvonne Perry. We've been talking about her book, um, Shifting into Pure Consciousness. And we were just talking a little bit about shifting energy. Let's talk about energy and why people are becoming so sensitive to energy now. We didn't ever used to talk about energy. And Mm -hmm. now we talk about it a lot. So let's talk about energy, Yvonne. Okay, well, I believe that the reason it's become uh, such a a topic these days is because science has been able to prove, a lot of quantum uh, physics has proved that everything is energy, whether it's a human thought, a human body, a blade of grass, a rock, a plant, it doesn't matter. Everything is energy. So if that's what we're made of, it behooves us to understand energy and how it operates. Yes, it does. Why is it shifting like it is now, and how do we deal with it? Well, I believe that that's because the energies around this um, Milky Way galaxy right now, that we are in the middle, we're coming toward the alignment with the equator, and that in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy is a black hole. And there's a lot of energy in that black hole. There's solar flares also. It's creating solar flares in the sun. There are meteorites in this area, and we know that whenever... There's a solar flare. It can affect everything. Everything. Our computers go nuts. Everything. And we are energy as well, so it affects us as well. When you've got that much accelerated energy buzzing around and you're getting more and more depth into it as you uh, transverse through the the universe, it it makes sense then that you're going to have to deal with energy fluxes within your own body, your emotions, your mind, and what have you, your government, your um, systems, whatever is in place, and you know we have come become so dependent on the um, electricity and the internet and our ability to communicate that way that if we were to be as an Earth planet without electricity for like you know twenty four hours, it would absolutely disrupt everything in our lives. 
And we and, see that when we have a power outage. Yeah, and that's just in one uh, one place. Can you imagine? This is affecting the entire Earth all at once. <laughs> and when we talk about managing our energy. Um, give us a little bit about how you go about managing your energy. Well, energy, like we said, everything is made of energy, even our thought forms and our emotions. So we have the choice then to be able to allow our energy to roam into other people's field, get in their business, uh, snoop around in their closets, pick up all kinds of stuff, and bring it home with us. <laughs> yeah. Or or we can keep our noses in our own business and work on our own ascension process, manage our own energy. Um, from what I have learned, you know, going back into my Bible days, righteousness is the right use of energy. It's keeping your own boundaries and respecting the boundaries of others. And that means allowing them to have their experience without trying to fix them or trying to change their experience. Uh, yeah. you, you say that in your book. You say no one should force you to adhere to their particular belief about anything. Yeah. But, but the one I want you to address, this quote really came home to me because I write about it on the blog a lot. The more you love and accept yourself, the less you will judge others or be affected by the judgment of others. Self-love frees you to walk your own path and allow others to walk theirs. <laughs> what can you add to that? I mean, it says it very clearly, but you know, what can you add to that lovely thought? Well, it's a matter of applying it. I think the thought is there, but applying it is where the shoe leather meets the road. I mean, whether you're a mother who has a, a child, in, uh, an adult child in trouble, and you want to rescue them, uh, bail them out financially or whatever, you're robbing them of their experience. Their soul has set that up for a reason. Uh, you can send them love and light with the, the intention of that energy being used for them to better their lives, but you really don't have a voice in it. Uh, we, As parents, we provide a portal, an entry through our bodies, through our, our womb, to allow that soul to take uh, flesh form and to come into the earth plane, but that's really all uh, we can do. We cannot control their lives as much as some people try to control their kids' lives. But we do that in, in many ways, whether it's uh, us trying to control the welfare in another country, uh, trying yeah. to uh, you know go into Iraq and, and straighten them out and get them a democracy you know, so they can be like us. Go over and tell everybody how they need to believe. How they need to leave. And I'm saying just leave it alone and let them... Uh, you know, destroy themselves if they have to, if that's what it's going to take for their souls to learn the lesson that it came here to learn. And they may have to. And they may have to. And that's the hard part because we don't want to see that happen. We want there to be peace, but we try so hard to force, to jurisdict, to legislate peace, and it can't be done. It, it has can't to be done. We'll go to war to get peace. Does, is that an oxymoron? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you have this wonderful little zinger that I just adore. When you deal, you will heal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deal with your own stuff and heal that. And, you know, as you heal, you'll find that your children are healing, your neighbors are healing, your friends are healing, your family's healing, everybody. Because Isn't it amazing what happens when you take your hands off everybody else? It is. And how much more peace and joy you have for your own self. When oh, you yeah. When you don't 
when you don't spend all of your energy trying to fix somebody else, it, it's amazing how much more time you have. And, <laughs> I, I, and I have one more that I just, I, I just love these quotes. Self-forgiveness dispels guilt. Oh, dispels guilt, shame, and feelings of inferiority that can block your path to oneness. Self-forgiveness. Talk about self-forgiveness a little bit. Well, self-forgiveness is... It occurs when you realize that things are just because they are. Nothing is to blame for it. If you created something for a learning experience, okay, learn from it. You don't need to judge yourself or condemn yourself or berate yourself or stay stuck in that pattern. You know, if you don't like what you've created right now, it's just a thought away from creating something new. Make a decision. Create something new. And part of that is letting go of self-loathing behavior. And that's so critical. Yvonne, we're right up at the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Just allow spirit to do the work within you because you are a spirit being. Um, You are shifting into pure consciousness. Just allow that process to happen and do it with grace and joy that's being provided to you. Wonderful thought. Next week's guest is Laura Camp. She's an intuitive healer. She works with physicians to help figure out what's going on in your body and how you can get better. She's one of these, also one of these very sensitive people, um, and she's a lovely guest. So come back next week. Um, Yvonne's book is Shifting into Pure Consciousness. Go to her website, which is shiftingintopureconsciousness.com, and learn more. Yvonne, thank you so much for being with us today. I think people have heard a new side of what's happening, and I hope they'll get your book. Thank you, Irene. It's been a privilege to share. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Yvonne Perry saying goodbye. Thank you for listening and come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.